studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Yeah, so the CDC announcing yesterday that if you got the vaccine, you're not going to transmit the virus. That was the stupidest thing Dr. Fauci has said at any point during this whole thing. I was just going to ask if somebody's alerted old man Fauci. Remember him arguing with Rand Paul? I'm sure he's a good dude, and you know he's got one job in life, to make sure nobody ever gets sick, ever. But when he came out, when people are starting to get the vaccine and said, well, you could, we don't know yet, but you could get the, va- you could get the virus in your nostrils. And even though you've had the vaccine, you're walking around with it in your nostrils, and then you breathe, and out it comes. And people are like, what? I suppose that possibly could happen. But is And Rand Paul beating him up there on the, uh, the House floor the other day about, there's no data to show that's happening. Why are you trying to scare people? Well, on the CDC, thankfully announcing yesterday, no, no, that, that, that doesn't happen. Of yeah. course, it sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, and as Rand made the point so clearly, that wild kind of speculative, you're carrying it around in your nose thing, we're going to fundamentally alter and shut down American society based on that? I mean, we are way, way, way past a presumption of liberty into a permission society where you do nothing, you get nothing, you say nothing, unless the government permits it. Well, how about L.A. County? Maybe the most locked down county at various times in the entire country. I don't I don't know who would beat it. Um, and by the way, of course, uh, celebrating all night long with UCLA upsetting Michigan. Durr. One of the four play-in teams. Yes. First or uh, second time ever. One of the uh, the the worst is is now going to compete in the final four. Yeah, something not the anyway. worst, the least likely. Um, uh, but so the state of California announced yesterday that LA County can go to the orange tier from the red tier, and LA County said we're going to wait a week and make sure. So even though the wow. state is being overly cautious this whole time, said LA County can open up. They said the LA County announces eh, we're going to wait a week. And we're not sure. We'll we'll check the numbers next week. Wow. Is Sorry, just... your restaurant. Sorry, you could go from 25% to 50%. We're going to hold off a week. Yeah, just, just, just. I know a lot of my more fiery colleagues believe that this is the lust for power. I don't know what it is. Uh, I think some, it may be that to some extent. I think it may be hyper-cautiousness to the point of, hey, these people don't like liberty. They find it threatening. So I suppose in that way, it's it's extra evil. To, to me, I just think it's politicians thinking, the only thing I'm going to be judged on is COVID. If the economy just goes down the crapper, everybody will say, well, that wasn't their fault. That was uh, the COVID. So really, I have only one pitch I must hit, and that's keeping uh, COVID deaths down. Probably should have gone with one shot I must hit since we're in the middle of, a, you know, March Madness. Uh, some more good news. The uh, good folks at Pfizer, Pfizer, that's, that's, I'm a Pfizer guy. I think you J&J people with your one shot, you're kind of wussies. Me, I'm happy to take two shots to beat this Chinese disease. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Pfizer announced that uh, their vaccine safely protects kids 12 and older 100%. 
studied a couple of thousand kids, vaccine 100% effective in protecting against symptomatic disease. Never mind hospitalizations, which almost never happens in kids, and deaths, which just, it's vanishingly small. It's like a turtle attack. Um, so you know, 100% effective among 12 years old and older. I wasn't happy to hear about this, actually, because I, I happily will get this as an adult with no worry, really. I'd rather not have my kids get it if I could avoid it. So I was hoping that it would never be available to the kids and the, the mm. pandemic would end without the kids having to get it. And just young people are a different thing. It hasn't been around very long. I'd, I'd rather not. Now, I wonder, uh, are the schools going to make you get it before they'll let you back in? Oh, That's my certainly gosh. a possibility. Oh, they have a new excuse. Yeah. Uh, well, well, all the teachers and staff are vaccinated, even though that's not necessary. Uh, and, uh, we have our new ventilation system and, uh, and our new seating chart and our new everything else. But uh, the kids have not yet been vaccinated. Private so, schools have been open for a year without anybody being vaccinated, and it's been no problem. Right, right. But we're going to hold out a little bit longer. Unless, I don't know, maybe there's another $100 billion out of the kitty. <laughs> oh, my God, it's evil. On the other hand, this is not evil for once out of the New York Times. They are, for some reason, maybe it's because Biden's in the White House, or I don't know. Uh, they're doing some really solid, even-handed coverage about fear-mongering versus encouraging reality with the vid. Uh, they mentioned that the, the news has been largely positive the past few months. Uh, cases, hospitalizations, deaths have fallen sharply from the January peak, but infections are rising again, Jack. The U.S. has averaged 65,000 new cases a day over the past week, a 19% increase from two weeks ago. That puts the country close to last summer's peak, though star- still far below January levels. So the, it was kind of a peak, but not the peak last summer. But, well, they say... The numbers make clear the pandemic isn't over. It may get worse in the next few weeks, but there are still strong reasons to be optimistic about COVID's trajectory in the U.S. This is where the New York Times, the old gray lady, and there may be hope for not much, but a little. Here's where they separate themselves from the utter lying bastards of CNN and CNN, MSNBC and Yahoo News and the rest of the Yahoos. Uh, They mention... Uh, let's see, uh, Times Science Reporter, a more contagious variant is spreading, and that's got people uh, concerned. They mention uh, relaxing mask rules, uh, Americans behaving less cautiously. Oh, I should mention that specifically. Some mayors and governors have continued to lift restrictions and mask rules, and we'll get back there in a second. Uh, bah, bah, bah. And vaccinations have not yet gotten the country near herd immunity. Uh, but... Uh, they mentioned the British variant. The increase is not distributed equally. New York and New Jersey have been bad and are not getting better. And Michigan's cases are rising at an explosive rate. Well, wait a minute. Those are all places with serious lockdowns and mandates. So explain that for us. So I've been into this book. I haven't read it, but I've been listening to this podcast. When this guy wrote this book called the, I think it's called The Hidden Half. And it's about uh, how much we don't know about things. We Hmm. don't know a ton about a bunch of different things. Economy. What I don't know could fill a book. That book, apparently. E- economy, health, all kinds of different things. There's there's more that we don't know about most things than we do know, but we pretend we know all the time. Why can't why can't we ever say the market was up 100 points today? Could be any of a thousand reasons. Who knows? Or a mix of a dozen, certainly. Um, yeah. And the COVID is uh, on the uptick again. 30 states, it's going back up. We don't really know why. Could be a lot of different things. 
Well, yeah, just go ahead and say, interestingly enough, the states that are the tightest locked down have the, the worst case increases in the last couple of weeks. Just go ahead and say that. And they're not that honest, but they could be. Anyway, so they do some of the reasons for caution. They go on uh, quite a bit. Uh, there are still a number of people who can get effect- infected. Uh, but they say the success of the ongoing vaccination drive should keep deaths and hospitalizations well below any peaks. Many of the people at the greatest risk of severe illness have been inoculated, which means new cases are likely to be concentrated among younger and healthier people. And there are more reasons to expect the state of the pandemic to improve as summer approaches. More and more Americans will get vaccinated. The arrival of warmer weather will let people spend more time outside where the virus spreads less easily. Um, and, and that's that's the main message of it. The most at-risk people are that percentage, and fully vaccinated is a fairly low number, but it's, uh, it's significant. It's like a third of us have some degree of vaccinated uh, immunity. Um, and that third includes virtually everybody who's at high risk. And so you got a bunch of spring breakers getting the vid. As we were discussing yesterday, you could almost say they are self-vaccinating by partying in Miami. Well, that was um, that was violent and crazy and crime ridden but they're partying with their friends they're getting drunk and and, and having uh, committing acts of love they regret in the morning or whatever but they're getting the covid more than half of them never realize they have it some of them get the sniffles almost nobody gets seriously ill and then they have immunity so if you you're trying to have say, a good time just come no matter what yeah everybody tut- that's a good point there ma'am uh everybody who's who's tut- tutting and then oh oh the young people they're, they're, they're ignoring the lockdowns they should be congratulated for self-vaccinating. And hell, I remember six months ago I was pitching the idea, and I don't know, I was just asking loud, maybe the best thing in the world would be to hide granny and granddad, hide the immune compromised, immune compromised and tell the young people to go crazy. Certainly possible. It could have saved trillions of dollars. And who, who knows how many suicides and undiagnosed cancers and the rest of it. So I've been uh, watching uh, how the news channels are handling stuff, your network news, and some of them are leading with the Matt Gates congressman sex thing and then pivoting to the Biden infrastructure thing. Others are leading with the infrastructure thing, trying to be journalists telling you things that matter, like the fact that the government is discussing another $3 trillion to go out the door all under the guise of we have to do it now because of COVID. But as usual, most of it not being applied to the purpose that the bill would seem to. Uh, no, it's a big impl- deal. Apply. It's, it's yeah. a big deal. So we should definitely talk about that more later. Um, they're expecting full stadiums for the 2021 uh, NFL games. Full stadiums. Excellent. That means the second half of the baseball season's got to be the same. Yeah. Fantastic. Full oh. stadiums. How does that fit? <laughs> How does that fit in with Dr. Fauci the other day saying, and if things go well, kids could be black in playgrounds this summer? Uh, the NFL is going to have full stadiums they're planning on for next year. Right, at the end of the summer. He's, he's just full of crap. Uh, he's just very, very cautious. Very, very cautious. Um, there's a new kind of bear cub that isn't afraid of people. It's a weird illness that bears are getting that make them not afraid of people. That's not good. Do they wear little hats and carry picnic bags? I don't know. What a fed bear is a dead bear, Jack. Um, a bunch of different stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Godzilla. Are you Team Godzilla or Team Kong? The question, splitting families apart, is Godzilla versus Kong hits theaters and streaming. <laughs> and star Brian Tyree Henry, whose Team Zilla says tensions were high on set. I'm not trying to say that it was like West Side Story, but it was kind of like West Side Story. Like, because, you know, like you had Team Kong that was like, oh, you know, we want to get out of Middle Earth. And you got Team Godzilla's like, well, we run the Earth. So, like, what's... What's that you claim? Godzilla vs. Kong is in theaters today and streaming <laughs> on HBO Max. Yeah, I don't think it's splitting families. Who ordered a load of crap? Somebody ordered a load of crap. <laughs> Pretty sure my uh, my kids are both rooting for King Kong in this. Oh, it's anti-Asian bias. But, uh, movie... Or anti-lizard bias. Either way, it's hate speech. You can stream the movie starting today, although it's a school night, so I don't know if we're going to get to it or not, but they've got it on their calendars. So, we'll see. Let's see if you... Uh... Have the same reaction to this review that I had. In Godzilla vs. Kong, a giant lizard and a giant ape fight. And that's the best thing we can say about it. If you're expecting a halfway intelligent script or a set of human characters who act like thinking beings, you'll be disappointed. I wasn't, and I'm not. Yeah, no, this sounds awesome. (laughs) My understanding is there's a gigantic ape locked in fisticuffs with a monster lizard. Is that correct? Yes, and at one point they're doing that while standing on an aircraft carrier. No, it doesn't need to be like that red wheelbarrow poem I read yesterday. It doesn't need to have a bunch of deep meaning. Eh, boy. The Biden administration believes the government should be running the economy. Stay tuned. So are you familiar with these OSHA violation TikTok things that have become so popular? I got on a thread yesterday, and I couldn't stop. It was really quite amazing. But we live in a world where, uh, you know, safety first, so a lot of people are getting in trouble. But Hmm. the people at work, various kind of like, you know, tough man and woman jobs, are doing crazy dangerous things and then t- putting them on TikTok and they became kind of like a challenge all across the country and you got different kind of construction people doing different things and just you know uh, hopping on stilts on uh, beams high up in the air um, oh on gosh. buildings or I saw one where a guy is sitting there with his hard hat on and a other guy comes behind him with this ginormous piece of equipment with a bucket on it and the bucket goes down and right behind him and lifts up his hat and takes it off <laughs> <laughs> Just stuff like that. Are people swinging from ropes from various things? Wow. But now they're losing their jobs and getting fined for OSHA violations. Oh, God. And uh, I understand you don't want people screwing around uh, too much, but uh, I think we lose something as a I, country and a society I, when we don't allow the kind of people that get into those kind of jobs to do that sort of thing. To have a little fun, because they know what the point is. They're that good. And they're that brave, and they're not afraid. That that's a that needs to be reined in. That needs to be squashed. Obviously, safety at all times. Well, it's interesting to see the strapping young man, the the hardy, the beautiful young woman that this country was, turn into just a hyper cautious kind of bitter old man. Yeah, I got you know? I, I got a text from a um someone I know who works in construction and I'll be very vague cuz man he would get in crazy trouble. But he is talking about how the HR department just rules now. And so many people get turned into HR and there's always these battles over this and that and he and he said back when he started there were fights all the time cuz it's a high pressure 
manly, you're all worked up sort of thing. And there would be fights regularly, but they would just get over it, and then they would go about, and he said 99.99% of the time, you just get over it, and you continue to work together, and it was no thing. Mm-hmm. But now, every tiny little conflict of any kind ends up in HR, and it's making everybody nuts. Oh my and there's more pressure and, and dislike among people now than when they actually used to throw punches over things. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Right. There's no release valve. Yeah, you exactly. You just let, let your recriminations fester and then have bureaucrats deal with it and write you long emails. Perfect. And there's, there's no way to codify that. There's no way to handle that from a, from a law rules sort of way. You just have to have a culture that can deal with that. Yeah. Because yeah. once you start making this... Um, uh, the sort of offense where you could get fined or docked or whatever, well, then it just gets out of hand. Yeah, there's been another weird move, and I think this is part of the uh, the fat, uh, bitter old man face of America, where just everything <laughs> everything must be dealt with by the authorities. Right. Everything should be handed to the bureaucrats. Do not take the law into your own hands. Do not settle it there in the work site. Let so, the bureaucrats So if you it. had two guys get in a fight back in the day, and a boss came and like, hey, knock it off. We're not going to have any of that around here. And they go back to work. But now you handle it that way, and then somebody gets hurt at some point and says, well, there was an incident, and he didn't take it to HR, and it didn't happen, and that's why this. You know, it just ends up into a giant lawsuit. So the bosses have to treat it that way, too, because they get right. sued. And, and it's just, a, I don't know how you untangle this. I don't think you can, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny, this should come up today. I was walking Baxter yesterday, and there's a new house going up in my neighborhood, and we were watching some of the guys do their thing, and, boy, this guy had this enormous plank out on, like, just the edge of the roof, and he was bent over and turning around to get it in place, and I'm watching him going, oh, careful, careful, son. But he did it. He was fine. He got it up there, whack, 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 put the big plank up on the fascia, and it was just, it just let's let's be that country. Guys who want to be that guy, let him be that guy. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do, and so you know what this feels like. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> That's uh, Representative Matt Gates on with Tucker Carlson last night, trying to drag Tucker Carlson into his mess somehow. <laughs> oh, it's lying creep. It's a messy mess. It's not clear what sort of mess it is right now. It's a crazy, twisted quilt of accusations and counter-accusations. We talked about it last hour. We'll we'll talk about it again. Play some of the tape. Is Tucker going to follow up on that tonight or let it go? <sighs> I don't know. We were talking in the commercials about there were a couple of times during the interview where Matt Gates tried to get Tucker on his side to take his side. You know what it feels like, uh, Tucker. And then uh, you went out to dinner with me and, and her. You remember her? And Tucker's like, no. <laughs> and, and so if it turns out that this guy is dirty, and I have no idea if he is, um, and he was trying to suck Tucker in, Tucker will turn on him, I believe, and, and end him politically. But more on that to come. It's it's allegations of uh, trucking around an underage girl and, and all sorts of craziness. Also, we'll talk a little about the uh, the George Floyd uh, case and that trial. Andy McCarthy of National Review. His headline was "Never Ask a Question You Don't Need to Ask." Chauvin lawyer gets clobbered by witnesses gripping testimony. If you didn't uh, follow it yesterday, it was it was, a, it was an interesting day. 
Huh. Yeah, I watched a great deal of it. I'm looking forward to hearing that analysis to see what I think of it. But the Wall Street Journal, it's a shame that they have a paywall that's like, uh, you know, Trump's uh, wall with Mexico or the Great Wall of China. I mean, you're either a subscriber or you can't read the stuff. Uh, there's some great analysis uh, posted recently by J- Jacob Schlesinger and uh, Andrew Restuccia about the headline is Biden, behind Biden's big plans, belief that government can drive growth. And it is a, a sprawling article, uh, and it hits on a lot of great stuff, including the basics of it. But the Biden economic team is pushing a multi-trillion dollar proposal to be rolled out starting Wednesday, less than a month after that $1.9 trillion stimulus, which, of course, followed on the heels of the previous, what was it, 2 or $3 trillion stimulus. Just insane levels of government spending. But also, what they put the accent on is that this legislative Godzilla, or King Kong if you prefer, seeks to give Washington a new commercial role in matters ranging from charging stations for electric vehicles to child care, more responsibility for underwriting education, incomes, higher paying jobs. The administration has laid the groundwork for regulations aimed at empowering labor unions, restricting big businesses from dominating their markets, prodding banks to lend more to minorities, less for fossil fuel projects, all while federal debt is currently at a level not seen since WW2. Long story short, it all marks a major turning point for economic policy. The gamble underlying the agenda is belief that government can be a primary driver for growth. It turns, you know, the philosophy of both parties since 1980 on its head and re-embraces LBJ and, uh, and FDR. And it's uh, going to happen, or it's already happening. Well, yeah, parts of it are going to happen. There's a fair amount of opposition among, uh, I mean, Republicans, it's everybody. There are a number of moderate Democrats who are really uncomfortable with this stuff, and there are quite a number of attorney generals who say a lot of it is unconstitutional, again, echoing uh, FDR and LBJ. Um, you're going to raise taxes significantly on corporations, which means you're raising taxes on everybody, uh, and higher earners are going to get absolutely hammered um, a lot of economists are, 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 are warning of creating too much demand when it's not needed, too much money flowing into the system, uh, wild inflation, as uh, Kevin Hassett, uh, who's now at the Hoover Institution, puts it, he's an economist, the laws of economics can't be repealed. And it's interesting, in reading this analysis in the journal, the strategy, and you're going to see this starting, I guess, today, big time, and it'll be trumpeted by the uh, alphabet networks, is they're appealing to a, a combination of uh, fear of climate change, a lot of young, woke, progressive stuff. The income inequality thing, which we've pointed out, is to a large extent fictional when you figure in taxes and government benefits. Uh, it's going to mix in uh, racial stuff. Like crazy. And the other argument that really intrigued me is they're going to say, in fact, let me see if I can scroll down to this. It's so long. Um, Plans for selling the administration proposals lean heavily on fears of losing out to China's model of state-driven capitalism, a concern that resonates across the political spectrum. Uh, Our ancient president said recently, China is out investing us by a long shot because their plan is to own the future. So we're going to try to out-China China. 
I didn't see that coming. I was surprised when I heard that they expect all this stuff to uh, be part of late third quarter legislation. I thought they were going to have to strike faster while the iron is hot and everybody's in a money-doesn't-matter mode. Uh, We all might come to our senses by the time you get to the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I, I think this is a lot less dependent on a COVID cell. This is more about uh, restructuring the economy and achieving those things I mentioned mm-hmm. and, and restructuring America to make it we're going to build back better. That's that sales pitch. Now, they mention, as if it's just another point of view, that critics of big government projects have long argued that bureaucrats are less skilled than market forces in allocating resources. That's one way to put it. It ruins a central planning, ruins economies, it starves people to death, and it stifles economic growth and innovation. It's a horrible idea. God, I hate it. The most interesting thing Biden said to me the other day in his press conference was when he talked about timing and how presidents that have been successful understand timing things right. Um, and, uh, and he would understand that better than practically anybody after 40 years in the Senate of understanding, you know, when the when the mood is right to get this to go through or that mm-hmm. to go through. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he might be utilizing, you know, that that knowledge and experience to make all this happen. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right and uh, they are going to pitch this in the wokest way possible and anybody against it is going to be portrayed as a racist and a climate denier. And or a greedy, money-grubbing conservative who just wants to keep the all of the pie. It's well, going to be brutal. And we'll see what the polling is on it, because um, uh, votes often follow the polling. And if it polls really well, some of those people that are hesitant to pass it might change their minds. You know, I read a great piece. I have it handy here somewhere about, uh, it's, a, it's a think piece. Um, uh, from the dispatch, it was written by, I hate it when you, oh, John Hart. It's a great piece on how the GOP can reverse the progressive advance. And maybe I'll share some of that with you coming up. It's, it's really good stuff. And, and the fact that, you know, this guy writing for the dispatch has to toss it out there and the Republican party itself isn't going hardcore in this direction. It's about messaging. It's about painting a picture that the American people can understand, giving them an enthusiasm for what is good instead of merely grumbling about what is bad or just trying to get reelected and, and fundraise. Um, you know, there are times I think the Republican Party has lost its spirit for actually governing the country, actually making America great. So I mentioned this. Here's the payoff, and it's weird. Some black bear cubs, and this is in California where there are a lot of black bears. Is it necessary to bring race into it? I'm just asking. Have been exhibiting uncharacteristic, overly friendly, dog-like behaviors, and scientists have no idea why. Hashtag pet bear. (laughs) I do need to get one of those. Mm -hmm. Maybe Biden should get one. Is he bear friendly? Can't be worse than Major the dog. (laughs) Um... Uh, Department of Fish and it's Wildlife. My comfort bear. <laughs> the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Choose one, either fish or wildlife. You can't do both. You do a bad job of both. Uh, said that last month they picked up a small female black bear with this kind of behavior from uh, Pollock Pines, which is up in the mountains. I used to live there. The young bear, which was underweight, had moved into a residential backyard and was comfortable around people, picking up apples and eating them in front of res- residents on their patio. What would be freaking cuter than that? 
a baby bear sitting on your patio eating an apple. I'd assume Mama, oh, it'd be incredibly cute, but I'd assume Mama's right on the other side of the hedge ready to tear off my leg. Wow, that'd be cute. That'd be my best Instagram picture ever. <laughs> you Go take that picture of Leo DiCaprio. Uh, your second best. Your best was the one that, the, that accidentally got taken as the bear ripped your arm out of its socket. And beat me with the bloody stump. The <laughs> For bear, some reason. Capturing the pictures the whole time. <laughs> For some reason. The, the bear did not respond to people yelling or clapping, and at one point it jumped into a housekeeper's open car trunk. <laughs> they, they said this is not normal bear behavior, and scientists actually don't have any idea why bears are acting like dogs. Hmm. I'll have to look into this. I mean, into me getting a bear, a pet bear. No. I wonder how the pugs would react. Like appetizers. Yeah, be, by being ingested. Uh, in one instance, a bear walked into a classroom and sat in the back of the room just like a puppy dog. What? Hold on. This is going to end badly. It's some sort of Clearly. virus they think the bears has. They have. Um, interesting. Dog-like behavior in bears. Or they've just been domesticated like dogs, you know, wolves to dogs, bears to uh, pet bears. Yeah, but bears are 400 pounds and have fangs that can rip out your liver. But they got it, cute little legs. It, oh. <laughs> little bear comes sitting on my couch next to me eating an apple. <laughs> or a pug. Oh, man. Sure. <laughs> I think it sounds sure. fantastic. I've cartoons. I can keep honey around the house. It'll be fine. Yeah, um, honey, the alligator's getting a little big, but he's so friendly. <laughs> we... <laughs> Signed backyard tiger guy. <laughs> uh, we got to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd case. Um, Joe's got more on the gazillion dollar, trillion dollar package that's going to go through. We have to work our way back to Matt Gates. There's just too much to get to. Today. Absolutely. Come on, Tucker. You've been accused of being a sex criminal weirdo, just what like now? me. So. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What? Why did you say that? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a whole heap and helping of the Derek Chauvin trial coming up. There's a Chauvin I hear different ways by people that that should know. Chauvin. Um, uh, It was a heck of a good day for the prosecution, I think. But anyway, stay tuned for that. This just came across. I just uh, I was following Tim Sandifer's um, Twitter, and he tweeted this out. So you know, a whole bunch of states are getting uh, stimulus money out of that two trillion dollar package in theory because they were damaged by COVID. But like California was doing pretty well, and a lot of states that were doing pretty well during this, uh, they got a ton of money. And some of the money that states were getting because they're doing poorly is not because of COVID. It's because they're just doing poorly, and they have been for years. And they're upside down, and all kinds of pension costs and all this. They're mismanaged. Stuff. Yeah, they're mismanaged states, and now they're being bailed out by all the other states and taxpayers. And they get to continue to be mismanaged. It's very angry. Because there is a Chinese bat fever. You know, uh, fit this in with that or not, but a Forbes magazine out with what L.A. lifeguards make in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. The top paid L.A. lifeguards earned up to $392,000 last year. Yeah, you heard right. Lifeguard making almost four hundred grand a year. Being a lifeguard in California can be unbelievably lucrative, 
If only we had known, many of us would have packed our bags and headed to California for a career on the beach. Um, the auditors at OpenTheBooks.com found that lifeguards make a fortune in L.A. County. Seven lifeguards made more than $300,000 last year. Eighty-two lifeguards had total earnings that exceeded two hundred grand. Wow. Eighty-two lifeguards that make more than $200,000 a year. That is just unreal. And pensions, too, I'll bet. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Just, uh, you know, I could get into the specifics, but... Yep. That's yep. that's stealing from taxpayers. I don't blame the lifeguards. I wouldn't say no to it either, but good yeah, absolutely. Lord. It's absolutely theft. Oh, the highest and lowest Thanks tax states. Thanks for taking states. my money, Sorry to interrupt you there, darling. The highest and lowest tax states, total burden coming up. You might find it interesting. And the same government that's paying lifeguards $400,000 a year when you could get young, fit people to do it for way, 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 way less. I mean, way, 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 way less. Sure, but they wouldn't vote for you every election. But the same crowd that that is uh, throwing out money like that is, we've got to raise taxes, we have all these homeless people. And then you exactly. come up with a plan for the homeless people, and it costs $500,000 a year to build a shed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just thought, oh, my God. Yeah. And th- these are the choices government makes. These are the things government does, how it funnels resources to its cronies, how it bails itself out, how it becomes its own most powerful lobbyist. And the Biden administration wants to route more and more and more of the economy through the government. It is such a scam. It is such a crime. Free markets have vaulted humanity. But come on. Vaulted us to, to health and prosperity. There's nobody left, right, or middle that thinks lifeguards, 82 lifeguards should make 200 grand a year or more. There's no right. way. No well, one like thinks those, that's good. It's like the uh, the payroll of various uh, city governments comes out, or, or universities, or whatever, and you got 275 deans of diversity making six figures. Just insane. Important case in front of the Supreme Court today about uh, amateur amateur athletics in the NCAA. Um, speaking of Los Angeles, UCLA beat Michigan last night. Eleven oh. seed beat a, beat a one seed headed to the a, final four. A play-in team goes to the final four. Uh, but in front of the Supreme Court at stake is nothing less than college amateurism as we know it. Late last year, the Supreme Court agreed to hear arguments in the suit which contends that the NCAA is illegally capping education-based benefits. Uh, if uncapped benefits are allowed, Alabama could conceivably purchase new cars for their top players. They, Somebody probably already does. Uh, if they live on campus as transportation, it would be deemed essential for them to get to class. This would be ways to get around all these different things. Mm-hmm. The plaintiffs, a class of athletes, say limiting such benefits violates federal antitrust laws, and they claim the NCAA is engaging monopolistic behavior. Probably because it is. Um, If the NCAA wins this case, you're going to see them push back, and uh, they would have the highest court in the land protecting their amateurism by law from antitrust scrutiny. It's a green flag to keep doing what they're doing, which is making tons of money, and players make nothing, and they act like it's amateur athletics, and that will continue. Yeah, there are some things in sports. As a sports fan, I can tell you that were quaint and kind of anachronistic and and made it good for the fan, Mm -hmm. but they're indefensible. It was like back before free agency in baseball. I'm old enough to remember how a a guy had come up from your farm system. You'd root for him as a raw rookie, that he'd get skilled, he'd get better, and blah, blah, blah. And then, then you'd have tears in your eyes when he retired, and sometimes your team would suck for decades, but... Uh, you know, just the players didn't move around. You're rooting for people, not not a uniform, not a pile of laundry. 
You know, and it was, in a way, it was better. As a fan, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, different bunch of guys wearing a shirt every single year. Who cares? Well, I still love the game, but. And college basketball was way better before um, they they went to the pros as 18-year-olds or whatever. Right, yeah, you had to do four years. It was better for the fans, but it was indefensible. Telling an 18-year-old who's got a, a talent that is very valuable in the marketplace that they're not allowed to go get a job is ridiculous. Right. In the United right. States of America. It's an American. USA yeah. Today estimates that $250 million in legal fees have been spent already just to get to this point in the Supreme Court. This is the battle that everybody's been waiting to have. It's not an argument about whether or not the college athletes can be paid at all, because they currently are getting some money, but it's whether or not athletes can be paid unlimited amounts. And it might go the direction of, okay, maybe that'd be the best way to do it. Let's just quit pretending and hiding it. Just, you know, the rich colleges give nice cars to the best athletes out in the open. It's the way it works and skate through class. That's what we're doing anyway. So, Well, can they pay them $5 million a year? It says unlimited. Oh, they, okay. they pay coaches that kind of money. So it's like AAA NBA. It would sound like it. How Which that, it kind of is anyway. How that fits into your your particular university that maybe you only care about as an education facility. I don't know how that works out. Right. Well, that's all a little bit uh, phony anyway, to sure. a large extent. Yeah. Sure. Well, wow. Okay. You know, there are some things, like I say, they're, they're kind of nice. But uh, when you get down to brass tacks, you just can't really defend them. Maybe that would make college basketball great again. The best players would stay in college, make a bunch of money, become giant superstars. Be on TV all the time. Yeah, or maybe you end up with 75 NBA teams and college sports just becomes an amateur thing for guys who like to play basketball. There you go. I don't know. I have no idea. Great pitch for how the Republican Party can regain the momentum and capture the American uh, people's imagination. Plus more Matt Gates madness coming up. Armstrong and Getty.